on this episode of AV Week. We are live from the show floor of Infocom 2016. We'll talk with integrators, manufacturers, and consultants about the show, the new technology being released, and how the industry is doing. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Middle Atlantic. This is AV Week, episode 250, recorded Friday, June 10th, 2016. Live from Infocom 2016, part one. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. We are live from Las Vegas, Nevada at Infocom 2016. Uh, this program, uh, as it has been uh, the last few years, uh, we roll through a number of guests, so please hang on to your hats, hang on to your seats. Uh, this will be at least a two-episode uh, part, but we're going to do this in any span of the next two hours. Up first, Mr. Clive from AV Magazine. How are you, sir? The inimitable, still alive. The, the inimitable, the Sir Clive Colbert. Indeed. Actually, I shouldn't say that because <laughs> because because you Englishmen take that that sir thing rather seriously, I don't you? I think so. We live it up. We live it up to the front. <laughs> I, and I always look like I've never been on a Letterman show because I did too much taking exploding matches on a on a sofa. Well, yes. This is kind of neat, isn't it? This is this is a. Uh, th- well, we'll get into how this happened and everything in, in a few minutes. Uh, also with us, uh, the left hand side of my brain and co-founder, Mr. George Tucker. How are you, both? I'm all right. Vertical. You're vertical. I'm vertical, sir. Ready for duty. Well, ready for duty. <laughs> and last but not least, A.V. Dawn. How are you, ma'am? Very good, thanks. Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so let's let's kick this off. Uh, Clive, um, let's start with you here. Uh, you, like I said, you're from A.V. Magazine from the, from the United Kingdom, or London. Why on earth are you in, in Las Vegas? It's Vegas, baby. We try and come over whenever we can. It's, it's 10 degrees right home, but we go anywhere with a bit of sun. All right. Although we just underestimated just quite how hot it was. Yeah. Uh, walking around like a suit, you know, I looked, I, looked, I stood out like a sore thumb, really. But, you know, it's nice for us to get out here. We were trying to entice all the Brits out to Vegas for once, because they don't do the, they just don't come out here to Vegas for some reason. Uh, and it's, it seems silly, because it's a fun capital. And you should be taking it. But a lot of the club, we had 165 people come to our thing last night, and wow. they were all international visitors. So I'm hoping the figures are up. So we yeah. need to entice more Europeans out here. They should be out here. And we've seen some amazing stuff out there that's, that's been great for them to see. George, let's get to the end of that. You and, you and Don both did some, some booth tours for us. What, uh, what's one or two things that, that kind of knocked your socks off? Oh, gosh, there was so much. There's so much going on. Um, you know, Sennheiser has some very interesting stuff. Uh, Sennheiser had the, what's it called, Crowd Talk. Uh, it's little hockey pucks yep. that are, they call it venue independent conferencing. So it's got built-in Skype technology, Bluetooth connectivity. They talk to each other at 1.9 gigahertz, so they're avoiding the FCC white space issues. Mm. Uh, and it sounds, it sounds remarkably nice. And it comes in a nice, very stylish European touring bag style, so you can bring it with you anywhere you need to go. And it has a little charging station. 
stuff like that. Um, you know, aside from that, uh, if you walked around, the LG booth was just fantastic looking. Uh, and they had a very thin bezel. I don't know the, the model number, but it was tiny, double-sided. It was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, we did one for PowerSoft, mm -hmm. and they have a product called Dina, which is a wireless, solar-powered, has GPS, a built-in camera, its own power source uh, or amplifier. They sound beautiful, will last two days on a charge. They look gorgeous. And if you don't know PowerSoft, they've done um, very high-efficiency Class D amplifiers. A bunch of Italian guys, and the backstory to this thing about wanting to put audio in Florence piazzas, but all the restrictions. Yeah. Can't drill, can't clamp, can't do this, can't do that, can't do this, can't do that, and they came up with it. And it really does sound remarkable, and it's yeah. a pretty little product. Excellent. I mean, I have a whole list more, but they, that was the, some of the stuff Those are the that big really ones. Yeah. Don, uh, Mr. Tucker mentioned LG. Did oh, you I see what there. I saw? Oh, yeah. I was there. Okay. I was there. So for those that are first-time watchers or first-time listeners, uh, Mr. Tim and I are long-time OLED fanboy, fangirl. Uh, we've been waiting, at least I have been waiting for this technology to develop to the wall size for at least 10 years now and just waiting to get it in my living room. And when I went over to the LG booth, I had to all, everything, everything said don't touch, but I just wanted to pet it. I just wanted to pet it or stick it in my bag. Um, George mentioned the super thin double-sided OLED, which was amazing, just beautiful. Uh, over in the, the consumer side, which, you know, we sell commercial, but I am a consumer. And uh, I found my TV over there that Mr. Uh, Mr. AV Dawn has to purchase for me pretty soon. But uh, 65, and they're getting a 70, some 73, 70, 75 inch 4K OLED, beautiful, super thin, sexy, I want it in my living room right now. TV, so uh, I'm excited about that, as you can tell. Um, I did a couple of shoots here at the show, uh, one for our friends from Display Note, looking at their montage um, and, and listening to their lovely Irish accents, love those guys. Um, I also took and went over to Silicon Core. Hmm. Now, if you remember, last year at this wrap-up, I said the most exciting thing of Infocom 2015 was the massive improvement in LED panels and the pixel pitch getting so tight that it almost was like or better than some of the, mon the, the actual LCD monitors and things that we're selling. And Silicon Core is one, they've actually redeveloped the technology underlying LEDs. I think they call it common cathode <laughs> versus common versus the technology yeah. that all the rest of them use. So it's a proprietary thing and it's allowed them to get down to a 0.95 pixel pitch on an LED wall. And there's it's a lot lower energy usage than the regular LED wall technology and it's a lot cooler than the other LED technology. So they're putting them in boardrooms, they're putting them in training centers, and it is just a beautiful looking image. So I did a shoot there. Um, other fun things I saw, I managed to get to the Innovation Pavilion this year. Good. Uh, in fact, I was there for their awards, and the two companies that won the awards, uh, Realive and Dicom, I believe. I, if, if those names are wrong, I, I apologize. Check my Twitter feed because I tweeted out the pictures of them getting their awards, but they have some fantastic products. I liked a product called Come Here. I may be pronouncing it wrong, but it's C-O-M-H-E-A-R, and it's basically just a little sound bar that goes under your, your monitor, but it uses um, directed array to make, basically it's a surround sound, but with one speaker. It, it fools you, and, and they had a demo going in the, in the Innovation Pavilion, 
that was phenomenal. So, uh, you know, little things like that. Um, there's a company out here in the regular part, part of the floor that basically created giant e-ink, basically like a giant Kindle hanging on the wall that's a virtual flipboard. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's Quirk. Yeah, Quirk, Quirk Logic. Quirk Logic. E and uh, it was very cool use of e-ink and to, to do uh, flip, flip charting without using a whiteboard. It, it saves everything on a native memory as well as to the cloud or wherever wow. you want to send it. And can distribute it. Yeah, yeah and, can and it can distribute it. it. And you can, if you have these, these uh, panels hanging in different offices, you can connect them and what you draw in one meeting room, it'll show up in the other meeting oh, room wow. so that you can have simultaneous meeting on so uh, distant like locations. Distributed collaboration. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a fantastic, cool thing. I was like, those are giant Kindles hanging on the yeah, wall. And they, and it saves and it, you can access them through their cloud service and all that other stuff. I was now they're not shipping technically till the now the end of their fiscal year. So who knows right. when that is, but it could be January, February. Yeah. Um, but it looks pretty impressive. There's a little yeah. bit of lag. A little There's bit. Still a little bit of like latency stuff going on with them, but it's there. But the question is, how much of that lag is the actual product, and how much <laughs> of the lag is the crazy yeah. overuse of Wi-Fi in this On insane building? Yeah. So well, they were hardwired. I checked. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. So okay. Easy admitted, it's still an issue. But I mean, they want to get down to 60 milliseconds, which will get you to feel like you're a resistive touch panel. Right. So. I, I was pretty impressed. I used to have said Michael Shin and he was like, hmm, that's an interesting idea. It will yeah. replace the whiteboard if they could be successful. It would Clive, be a good option. Uh, yes. Clive, you, you guys uh, made, made good use of our booth for a couple of days. What were some of the conversations you were having? Well, um, we, we, we focused on three things, really. collaboration, which is much talked about buzzword, really. try to get some meaningful out of it. Uh, internet of Things, we, we split that up into more or less deciding that we're, we're looking at two bits of the market. The, the, the market that just measures and feeds back what the infrastructure is doing, and the second bit is delivering the AV experience to people on the other side. But we're, 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 we're a way away from that. And the other thing was Enterprise AV, you know, how strategic is AV this time? Part of the market, apart from Hover Room, is going much more strategic in the way it's managed and so on. We're seeing that with all the launch of audio network and the IP on the same same distribution pipe. And the, you know, this show is going to show about big displays, silicon core leading the pack by a long way, fantastic time itself. And amazing, you know, we saw the LED from, from, from LG, the Bowlet from LG a year ago, and it's just amazing. It must be a nightmare to produce that stuff. See, all the great glamour stuff on displays, but underlying that is a really serious part of AV, which is the distribution end, which is what we, you know, we need to take that further yeah. and talk about where the infrastructure is going, and that's what we focus on. What did you? I mean, you obviously have been on the show before. So, what were one, a couple, one or two things that you? Well, I've, 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 I've said obviously silicon core stuff is amazing. The LG um, OLED uh, wallpaper we saw about a year ago. They've taken quite a long time to deliver it. Nine meter manufacture. Mm. You know, walking down down the middle of the strip in Vegas, it's amazing how suddenly mm. the displays are extraordinary. Oh. But they're all popping in a 45, 50 degree heat, aren't they? But that was, that was a major change to Vegas when we popped down here. But it, it's an amazing display-led stuff. So uh, stereoscopic stuff from Chinese manufacturers coming out with, I think, some major mall technology, yeah. Yeah. which we'd love to see in the UK. You know, I think it's wasted technology. We could really be transforming our shopping areas with this stuff. Right. Um, 
how expensive it is, how, how reliable it is, I don't know. But, you know, we, we're a bit conservative in the UK about this stuff. It's nice to come to America and the US, where we're seeing it. We saw it at CES, yeah. and we saw on a big scale what this stuff can do. And we well, do it. We the Sony booth, too. Did you see the Sony booth? Yeah. yeah. I can't figure out, and Matt and I were talking about this, we don't know, and they won't tell us what the panels are. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, well, mean, I know that Unilum has something similar, and I saw their thing. You know, like a 1.6 or 1.9 pitch, but it was, you know, the impressive well, as all get out. Chinese really come back with some stuff, haven't uh, they? It's yeah. really big offering from the Chinese yeah. Yeah. everywhere. Yeah. 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 But still, of course, still a lead with yeah. amazing yeah. stuff, I think. Still fantastic five-piece stuff. Don, um, Clive makes a good point. There, there have been a number of, of consolidations and purchases and outright buys and this and the other. Where to the point where there's not a, a Japanese display manufacturer, flat panel manufacturer left. Right. Right, with the exit of, of Panasonic and the purchase of Sharp. What does that mean? I mean, what does that, did you feel that impact here at all? Well, there were certainly fewer big booths to run around and check out. Yeah. Um, you know, it used to be you just walk down the ro the entire front half of the other hall, yeah. which is the bigger hall, and it was nothing but giant display manufacturer, giant display manufacturer, giant display manufacturer, which was fun to look at. But um, I, I mean, realistically, we all know those of us in the industry. There's like one company in the world that makes the glass for all of these guys, and they put their own little chipset or their own little plastic bezel around it or whatever, and they call it, you know. To, to a point, it's the same stuff. It's just fewer outer wrappings on it's it. Like the projectors. Yeah, yeah. You know, how many of those projectors are really made by each one? They're sort of rewrapped and. And how many are OEM modified. from? Yeah. yeah. Well, Delta so. makes them all apart from Christie. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, true. So it's true. It's Taiwanese. Very good quality, I may say. Right. right. So I, you know, I, I mean, it, it'll have a slight impact in that you can't shop, you know, for a lower price. But at the same time, you're getting the same technology, and you know. If you can't shop the lower price with the manufacturer, you can always check your different distributors. They're always playing price wars, so oh, yeah. that, I think that yeah. would be the biggest impact, really. All right, Clive, we'll, we'll wrap this this part up with you first. Um, first of all, will you uh, will you be attending this again? We do every 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 other year. We, we, we're in Orlando. It's well, no, you, that, that's why I'm asking because you oh, were. Yeah. I, I've seen you two years in a row now. You have. Yeah. And it's been fun, hasn't it? It has been a blast. <laughs> and we'll see you again in, in, in Amsterdam. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, a, bit, a year is a long time, maybe. It, it's, it's, it's a lifetime. Stuff changes in 12 months, I think. It's extraordinary. It's yeah. So how do people find you or, or AV Magazine? Well, if, if they're lucky, they try and see, search me out. I try to keep myself to myself, really. <laughs> When they meet with they always regret it. Yeah. Oh, one, one quick thing. You know, the one thing you guys do that, that I, I like a lot and I wish that we would do here in the States is you guys, the AV Magazine does the AV Awards. Indeed. Uh, every September. Thanks for but of course, you know, they're, they're, our judging is on uh, July the 8th. And of course, everybody's is thinking about Infocom when they come out here. So it's always a bit tight on it. We have, we have now overdone, oversubscribed our awards from last year at entries. So it's a major rush to get. When they get back from Infocom, they they get all the last minute entries in. So we're, we're, we're overdone now, and it's a, we have about nearly 30 categories now. So it's really gone now. But you know, it's good. And it's nice to see the different use of AV. It's quite a rich, rich variety of people this year. So we're interested to go through it. And AV Interactive is, is the website. AVinteractive.com. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Mr. Tucker, how do people find you, sir? If it's social media, it's at Tucker Twos. That's, That's about it. it. And uh, AV Nation, commercial integrator, higher ed tech. Those questions. All right, Ms. Mead. 
Well, if you're looking for me corporately, it's uh, net, N-E-T hyphen A-V.com. NetAV is our integration firm. Uh, myself, you can find me on most of the social networks at AVDawn. And uh, you can always find me on AV Nation here, um, hosting the AV Social Show with the fabulous prize-winning Kelly uh, Perkins and, uh, and, and a variety of guests. So check yeah. us out. Yeah, I've, 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 we've connected with a number of really great social folks in the last few months and, and really looking forward to, to what we've got. So thank you all so much. Thank you. Uh, I'll get these, these folks out of here and, and we'll get another group of, of folks in here. So thank you guys so much. Um, one thing, and I, I said I, I, would, I would tell this story. Um, actually, Clive's the reason we have a, a video wall. <laughs> so they were not, I, I, AV, absolutely, you're totally blind. AV Magazine was nice enough to let us use their booth at ISC uh, in, in Amsterdam. Uh, came back from there. Thank you so, so much. Okay. Um, uh, they, we came back from there and um, I, I called up a couple buddies and one of them was, was Hanan from Prime View and I said, hey look, here's a picture of what AV Magazine had in their booth. Um, I want to do the same thing. So he got to working and, and we put some things together and he made some calls and we got this very nice um, uh, Prime View uh, display wall in our booth. He made a call, another call, and we got a broadcast desk. Which was very nice, uh, and so VizRT and and uh, Prime View work together. We also have a Harman, some Harman speakers in here, so uh, very cool. And Chief Mounts holding all this all this wonderful stuff up. So, uh, all right, coming up next, um, this is going to be trouble, but. Mr. Paul Zeely, how are you, brother? Just fine. Paul Zeely from Harmon, by way of AMX. In my last appearance at Infocom 16. Wow, I feel special. Thank you for coming, sir. Uh, Mr. Brock McGinnis from Westbury, how are you, sir? I'm exhausted. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. But other than that, just fine. And, and the one cool thing about Brock is if, if you attended the show, you saw a bigger-than-life-size picture of him over at the Commercial Integrator booth, uh, gracing the side of their booth. So I got my signed copy of CI. Really? But Brock. I don't have a signed copy of that. I had to, I had to bring it to him. It's not like he presented too, it to me. I took him home in a limo last night. Yeah, All day. So. Well, yeah, that, that was and Harry Mead from NetAV. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you doing? I'm well, man. I'm tired. Okay. Just like the rest of us. Fitbit uh, says I'm at like 60 miles this week. <laughs> Probably. Um, I actually want to start with Hugh Harry because, it, so here's the thing. One thing that Harry does that I find is interesting. Um, Harry does something called, he calls a swag hunt. And the swag hunt sounds kitschy and um, a little bit kiddish on the front of it. But it actually has an economic reason. So how was your swag hunt this year? What is your swag report? And why the heck do you do it? Well, it started out because I like free stuff. But the, uh, the, the, what it's become is, and yes, I do actually use, I, I do use that hashtag every once in a while, yes, I use the swag, <laughs> and take pictures of me actually using things. But uh, what it's become is kind of getting a, an economic gauge of, because when times are really good, marketing budgets are up, freebies happen, lots of cool things happen, and, uh, and you can tell that, but also you can tell the uh, converse of that as well, 
when things aren't going as great, marketing budgets are down, freebies start to be a little thin on the ground, and you start getting candy. And, uh, and things like that. So, so it, how was it this year then? Some manufacturers are doing very well. <laughs> many are, if judging based off of swag only, many are not doing as well. If you have to put a, a, a 60-40 on one side or the other? Um, I'd say some of the big booth guys are doing well. Any, anything below like a 60 by 60. Not so well. Starting to run into a little bit of a little bit of lean going on. There's, everybody's still singing the Lego Everything is Awesome song. <laughs> but some of them are singing a little louder than others. Mr. McGinnis, how was your show? My show was great. Good. And I think that the reason that manufacturers can't afford to give away great swag is they have put all their money into R&D. Because so. we are seeing a ton of new developments uh, this week that uh, some unexpected, some widely anticipated, but uh, there's a sea change going on in the industry. Is Cres it a good thing? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Crestron's in the audio business in a big way. And Biamp is going into the video business in a big way. That's a sea change in our industry, and uh, and I think it's fantastic. I I had no idea I'd walk in this week and see the best display that I've ever seen in my life because I didn't think they could get better. But Sony's whatever that Cletus technology is, or or uh, as I tried to coin on Twitter, the OMFG chip. Yes, um, that is a spectacular, uh, spectacular picture. Paul, you, you jumped in as a manufacturer. You said that C change is good. Why is that? Because, <clears throat> because I would like there to be an AV industry in five years. And um, if the AV industry doesn't change some of its courses, uh, the IT industry will just take the application and run with it. One thing that Paul does a lot is he teaches a lot of courses. Uh, he taught a course with me this week, um, sort of, kind of. You, you taught before I even got there. So, mm -hmm. um, But we talked about network AV, yes. right? putting audio and video both in the network, some of the pitfalls of that. Where is that going? I mean, and I, I shouldn't ask where it's going to end up because I understand it's constantly changing and evolving. But maybe where is it going in the next year? It, well, over the next year, you're going to see more media being transported over over AV, and um, and when I say media transporting, um, there there is a change in the application from from what we have always called streaming and IPTV um, or the the webcast to to real-time media transport of, of full-range signals and we're seeing more and more of it with um, every other booth seems to have some sort of way of running video across a network because those are pathways that are already there and um, figuring out how to get around the issues that a video stream tends to be a really big 
um, stream with taking a lot of bandwidth um, is going to take some time, but um, we're starting to see um, really good quality, really immediate low latency video um, going across existing gigabit networks that are they're well planned but are specifically designed as AV networks. Um, and I think we'll see more of that and it will go that, that way in the future. Um, and, and that's a nat natural evolution. I think we'll start to see more hybrid devices. That, uh, right now we tend to see discrete boxes for streaming versus discrete boxes for HDMI switching. I think we'll start to see more hybrid boxes that uh, meet both the room and the wide area needs, very much like we see boxes with uh, mixtures of HDMI and HDBase-T for, for different types of transports. Um, the issues that will um, solve that are the same issues we always have. The first generation products have big hot chips in them and you can't squeeze them tightly together in a box, but the nature of technology is it improves in the size and heat load falls down. So I think we'll see a gradual evolution over the next few years of, of integrating where a network just becomes yet another way to get a source from point A to point B. And then at some point after that, we will actually see it start to probably move down to the point that, you know, today I can, from my Windows 8 PC, choose to put it up on my Surface Hub without having an AV switch or an HDMI cable in there. It runs through the network. And, you know, that's going to be an interesting thing with the AV um, world because slowly that box will shrink and or disappear or the number of boxes will go away. That doesn't mean the value is not still there. That doesn't mean the application is not still there. It just doesn't look the same. And, and the parts I'm struggling with is how to keep that money sticking to us and not have it go to Microsoft. Right. So, Brock, Harry, as the integrators on this, this couch, how does that change what you do? We have to be IT. We, ha we have to be able to go in and speak the language, be fluent, um, be able to be able to use more standards-based things, like a lot of these I yeah. IP videos that are coming through now, it's things that the IT managers already understand. So it's like, okay, I just need a Cisco XYZ switch and I can do video from room to room with very little issue if I've got just this box in this room and this box in that room and then everything works the, the same way we've been doing it. Um, so we have to really get more fluent in, in IT and one of the things that I've noticed in my own market there's been a couple of big integrators that have gone away in the last year and primarily it's because they weren't doing any network based anything they were they were doing old school projector wall plate maybe a switcher if it's got some extra stuff in it knock that out and that's just not going to cut it anymore. 
and bought. even if it is, it's not where the real money is because that's going into the small jobs. And it's been a number of years before since an AV company lived on the margins involved in projectors. Mm -hmm. When I start when I started in AV, they were willing to get to pass through the video conferencing and the rest of it completely so they could sell the projectors because that was where the money is. No, the money's in the lamps. Oh, in the lamps, yeah. But but it's not like the industry hasn't seen these. Where is the profit center coming from? As projectors commoditized, a lot of AV companies made their money in VTC, which is way down because it's now done in a computer. They're switching. Switching will be migrating. Um, there's still an application, and it's still worth a certain amount of money for a company to have a collaboration space. It's just that technology mix, being technology, is going to continue to evolve. And we just have to make sure that this industry can remain in that conversation as it evolves more towards IT. Brock? How do we how do we get more fluent in IT and also sell like we used to, or does that change the sales process or maybe the, the sales um, positioning? I, I think we have uh, over the past five, six, seven years become increasingly fluent in IT, and we don't even talk about that anymore. That is an everyday part of our job. Um, the uh, you know the movement of uh, AV decision making and AV operations within the enterprise from facilities to IT has occurred. This is not something we need to talk about anymore. Margins have changed, products have changed. What has remained constant, Tim, in the middle is that um, there is a requirement in those rooms for audio and video and control and the adaptation of that technology to the users and the space in which they're going to meet. That is called integration. We are integrators. Um, and IT people are not integrators, they're appliance people. I, uh, does the IT department want to buy a Surface Hub? And do they, uh, you know, and plug it in and make it work and they understand it? Yes, it's wonderful. Let them have a video conference with eight people and see how happy they are with oh. that technology. The technology is magic. It's not an eight person video conference right. unit. It may not even be a four person video conference unit. People who want to sit really close to the screen. Really, really close because that <laughs> lens is designed for somebody who is physically using the screen as a touch screen at that time. So it's the wrong solution, even though if it hits all of the check marks, we're, that's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to provide the level of service that IT has become accustomed to getting, and they will pay for it, which we love. Because facilities never wanted to pay for service. They wanted to pay for a service call. They did not want uh, the belt and suspenders and duct tape approach that IT does that you know, effectively is based around it's your yeah. fault, you take care of it. Right. That's what IT wants because mm -hmm. they, they don't have the personnel on site. They're used to third-partying their expertise and they're yeah. used to third-partying their service. So I, I'm not... The, the fact that the industry is changing is not, to me, a concern either job security or the longevity of the company. If you didn't 
stop right. selling projectors for a living. Right. If you sold, for example, smart boards, right. and you know another sea change occurring in the industry where uh, you know smart sales dropped to the point where their business was no longer sustainable, and they had to and uh, they got purchased, and they had to um, uh, effectively be taken over by another company in order to keep the doors open. Yeah. So there are a lot of integrators that, you know, that's all they did, SmartWorks. Yeah. K to six is all they did, K to 12 was all they did. Well, if there's anything, any integrator that can look at a business segment or a client right. or a technology and say, that's all they did, they're gonna be in trouble anyway. Mm -hmm. We have to be diverse, we have to be agile. Every year we have to change. Oh, and, absolutely. And you know, it's. I often say the coolest part of my job is I get to, you know, even as an older guy in the industry, learn something new absolutely every day. And this week has been full of new stuff, new technologies, new approaches. Uh, uh, the uh, there's been a lot of R&D money spent in this industry this year. Uh, and people are delivering products faster uh, out of their R&D pro programs than ever before because they don't want to get left behind. Yeah. And, and if, if, you, if, you, if you believe the stories, it's not just the past year, it's the past three, five years, depending, yes. depending on which product we're talking about. So. All right, guys, thank you so much. Mr. Paul Zeely, how do people find you or AMX? Uh, AMX.com. There we go. Uh, you can follow me on my Twitter. Yay, we, got, we got Paul on Twitter. At Paul Zeely. Wow. And if I get enough people, I'll actually tweet. How many so, people do you want? Uh, give me another hundred and I'll start putting them out Where's daily. Where's Chris Netto? Chris Netto, get Paul Zeely a hundred followers. Yeah, I need a hundred followers Twitter and I'll start right. tweeting daily and, and actually have substance to the All right, then. There, there's All a right. challenge. Thank you, sir, so much. Uh, Brock, thank you, sir, as always. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure to participate, Tim. Uh, anything, uh, follow you on Twitter or is that... Uh, at Brock McGinnis. All right. um, That's very nice. I'm there often. <laughs> Mr. Uh, I almost called you Nello. Uh, Mr. Mead. I am not from Jersey. How do you, uh, Mr. How do Grump. Yeah, Mr. Grump. How do people find you? At AV Grump on Twitter, um, and the same website uh, as Dawn was saying, next-av.com. All right, very good. Thanks, guys, so much. Get, get uh, grab your flights if you're flying out tonight. Yep. Uh, to thank fly. you all so much. We get the next group of guys through here. Um, as they do that, another thing that, that uh, Brock mentioned, the, the, the Crestron DSP, that was interesting. That was one of my interesting ones. Um, Crestron, and I told them this, this is not new, the, the, the uh, DSP that they've had to date was in their DMPS. Not the greatest DSP in the world. Um, but it, it, it was it was functional. Um, the things that they that they released uh, allowed you to uh, th that they released this week allows you to uh, click certain aspects of the DSP, drag it into VT Pro E, which is their graphic uh, uh, builder, and magically creates pages. So I'm I'm kind of excited about that. Excited. We'll have words about whether or not it's ready for prime time. You were muted there. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's words about let's let, let's introduce the next my uh, next victims, Mr. Award-winning young <laughs> AV right. professional, Josh Schrago. Oh, thank you, Tim. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, 
it, it was a little overwhelming of an honor. It's you know we we do something digitally and it, we don't always get a response. So it's you don't quite know what the reaction is going to be, and then all of a sudden. I, I was honored with the award, and it never really quite hit me until they called my name, and it was all, we sort of heard the response, and and that was when it sort of like, oh, wow, what we're doing is, is making a difference. We're moving the needle, we're doing things, and and it, and it felt really good. Good. Yeah, well deserved. Frank Halala, thank you, sir. My pleasure. Uh, how was your show? show's been fantastic. Uh, if I look good, it's only on the outside. Right. Tired and strung out on the inside, but well, all there is for the that. right reasons. Yeah, uh, and my, my buddy and pal and, and, and new host of, of State of Control, Mr. Uh, Steve Greenblatt. How are you, sir? Doing great. Good. How are you? Ah, I, I'm I'm with Frank. <laughs> Tired, <laughs> strung out, waiting for my coffee to get here, and, and we'll go from there. Um, so, uh, you know what? Uh, see, we'll start with you on this. Uh, you, Steve is, is the head of Control Concepts, uh, independent programming company. I had Steve go do a couple of, of uh, booth tours for us on purpose, right? One was a company called Global Cache, which the Global Cache does uh, as peripherals to, to connect. Um, uh, basically, they take things that aren't IP and makes them IP, right? The other one, though, was Kramer and their, uh, their control system. You can give me your take on those or anything else that you that you saw this week. Sure. Well, the, the sad thing that I will bring up is that there's a lot of push towards less programming. Uh, you know, and and that I always get the question: Is your is your purpose going to go away? You know, are are products going to not need programming anymore, or are you scared by these the, the marketing that there's no programming in this product, or or they're pushing no programming required? And and you know, the the simple answer that I say is that those projects aren't the projects that we typically would work on anyway. And there's always going to be the complex systems, and and I agree that we need to keep that stigma that the, the what's easy should be made easy. And I think that that's what some of the manufacturers Kramer being one of them, Crestron another with AV Framework. They're they're trying to make our ecosystem and make our products and services um, more attainable to the end user so that they don't have to be scared away and, and that they're willing to adopt these, these products that we provide rather than going to maybe a more consumer-based solution. And, uh, and that's a good thing because we, we rely on having that backbone and we rely on having the platform and so huddle rooms and simple boardrooms and, and uh, you know, a straightforward video conferencing system should be easy and, and no-brainer, but you, you always are going to look at the, the complex multi-purpose rooms. You're going to look at uh, having to have consistency across an enterprise. That, that's a lot of what we are, be, are looking to do as a skilled uh, programming resource. Um, the, the cloud is a big, big thing right now, and I think that, that that's where a lot of, uh, we, we see a lot of things headed, and, and it's great that more and more manufacturers' equipment are programmable. Yeah. Frank, what's a, a couple of things that you saw this week that, that have knocked your socks off? Well, uh, we finally cleared the 1,000 exhibitor point. Okay. And I would, since we're in Vegas, I'll bet that at least 500 of them are showing either AV over IP or collaboration. Uh, if I had 50 bucks for every booth that had the word hub in it or huddle, 
I'd have uh, probably 100 bucks in my pocket. So I think um, between AV over IP and uh, collaboration solutions and the, and the variety of those, um, I think that by far uh, stands out. Possibly only second to uh, the proliferation of AVB at the show. Okay. At the mic level, certainly at the uh, processing level with Biam and others, uh, I think that's really big news as well. Probably those three things. Right. Mr. Award winner. Uh, You're not going to let that go for a little while. Not until you? next year. Not until right. there's another one. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what's uh, what's your, what's your biggest takeaway? What's, what do you what do you see this week? This week. This week? The, the few the, the little time I got to spend on the show floor, uh, it was a little different this time for me. Um, I wasn't looking necessarily for the bright and shiny. The bright and shiny was pretty, but there were the large crowds there, and I ended up finding little nuanced things that would make my job easier or allow for little features to improve upon systems that are currently going out. Uh, one of the coolest features I saw was uh, a future, uh, it's not out yet, but a future product that's gonna come from uh, Everts, where you have a transmitter receiver for video uh, over fiber, but in addition to that, they're gonna put USB in, so that way, if somebody walks up to a lectern and it's not it's a guest or it's somebody that's not high tech, they can actually connect USB directly to the laptop that's presenting and then take it over from the technician location so that way they can support them that way as opposed to, oh, I can't get onto the Wi-Fi. Oh, okay, well, great. Here, plug that USB cord in and I will get you connected. So it's a KVM extender almost. It's KVM extension for support aspect oh. built into transceiving video and audio. So over fiber and that's just I thought that was really cool and the latency on that has got to be almost zero the latency is practically nothing uh, and then on top of that you know just table boxes and things things that previously I didn't go and look at as an engineer for an integrator because I was thinking of making my systems work and less about making them pretty and integrating into architecture fields but moving over to the consultant field I'm looking at mounts and I'm looking at table boxes and going that's really cool and this is shallower and I can use this in this application and, and having those kinds of conversations was uh, it was a very different show for me from that perspective. Is that because of your move over to being a consultant? Yeah, because of moving over to the consultant my, while the engineering of these systems is still very very important and, and what, what I get paid to do I also get paid to look at the table boxes which I wasn't doing before. I wasn't as concerned about and I don't want to call it ubiquitous, but mounts and table boxes aren't the bright and shiny things that people come to the show to see necessarily. No, but they're important. But they're very, very important, and the little things that go with that allow us to create a much more uh, engulfing experience because it's cohesive as somebody walks into the room as to how they're going to utilize it. And that's extremely important in the way that we design AV systems. Steve, what's your, what's your biggest takeaway from this week? I always am the one that doesn't talk about the hardware. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the conversations and the, and the enthusiasm and the optimism. Uh, I, I think the the fact that we're we're really embracing the network and we're also starting to think about what we do as more of, of IT solutions, and, and that's a good thing to see. I Absolutely. think that we're collectively doing that as an industry. Frank, either as, as a member of Infocom or 
as your company? What do you? What's your takeaway? This uh, week? We'll give you a quick on both uh, from the Infocom level, the, the, the threshold of a thousand exhibitors and the, the record-setting attendance, especially in Vegas, because we usually get a little more in Florida. Did you just say record-setting attendance? That's what I'm. We're aiming towards now. I didn't feel the final numbers yet. Did you? Hear uh, no, I, I just thought you gave us the final numbers. No, well, I, I did not. <laughs> I did not. That was completely unofficial. Breaking. Like, it's, it's, only, it's only quarter three. We were, we were on target okay. to have uh, a record, and certainly um, uh, we usually get less out, a little less out in Vegas than we do in Florida, so that's good. So I think, uh, but the other thing, important thing is the thousand exhibitors. That's the first time we've crossed that. So the fact that we added uh, 60 or 70 new exhibitors, I think, is important. It's indicative of the change in our industry and the and the new things that come to the market. Often consultants will tell me, you know, go to the big booths. The big booths are going to come to us when we get back back home. Go to the people that are developing. Uh, people like right across the way here, Utelogy, that uh, a small um, company that's making big waves, uh, that's the people we need to seek out at the yeah. show because, you know, Crestron and Extron and everybody else is going to come see us when we get home anyway. And we're, we're never going to lose track of that. Um, so that's that. And then on the personal side, uh, cloud-based solutions uh, along along with the AV over IP proliferation is just, uh, it's it's staggering at this point. I think it's, it's past mature and in, uh, in high gear right now. Right. Mr. Strigo, you'll have the last word here. Don't I always? Typically, yes. <laughs> You know, it depends how long we go. This is true. Uh, this show, it felt different. And I don't want to sound like a California hippie, but there was just a different energy this year than there's been the last two or three years. There was a lot more excitement. Uh, the education uptick by changing from a direct registration to a package variation where you can adjust your schedule based on your needs on the fly or if you didn't see a class and you want to jump into it, you can. That is a massive and significant change, especially because it's putting more seats, or excuse me, putting more uh, bodies in the seats in the classroom. And that's a huge thing as somebody who teaches the classes and goes to these. Uh, the inclusion of IoT, uh, we had the IoT Insights on Super Tuesday, we had IoT Pavilion, constantly people talking about how technology isn't just talking to uh, us anymore or how we're talking technology, but our technology is talking technology and how that affects us and how we're going to grow with that and develop with that. These are all very, very big things that uh, this industry is is still starting to move towards and, and is, is really learning to embrace that this is where it's going to be. And that was even shown in the class selection with the sheer number of network-based training courses. There was a lot of them this year and they were all very full from my understanding. So these were all wonderful things to see at the show and it's it's continued growth, it's continued evolution and it's, it's, it's just great to see this kind of excitement uh, after, you know, not necessarily that people weren't enthusiastic previously, but there seemed to be more enthusiasm and even though we're still in the evolutionary changes. There was not one piece that I saw that was like, oh my God, this is an absolute game changer. But we are still evolving and everyone is starting to get behind that evolution as we roll towards our next progress. Right. That's a good way to end it. Thank you so much, sir. How do people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jsrago, S-R-A-G-O, LinkedIn, or you can email me at josh at avnation.tv. Very good. Frank Collada, thank you, sir. It would be my pleasure, and you can find me just via our website, easy, www.simcoinc.com. Very good. Mr. Greenblatt, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. How do people find you or uh, Control? 
So uh, find me on Twitter, Snapchat, which is uh, big, very big good. See, uh, Strago, even Greenblatt's on Snapchat. Yeah, I'm yeah. on Snapchat. I even Steve took Greenblatt. over Infocoms. Yes, I saw that. That's very Steve good. Greenblatt, and uh, our newly uh, uh, released and uh, newly branded website, uh, ControlConcepts.net. So please check that out. Very good. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. That's going to do it for the first hour. Don't go anywhere. Are we streaming? Okay, so don't go anywhere, don't stop the stream. We're gonna take a small break, but this will be the end of the first uh, episode, live from uh, Infocom 2016. Uh, go by the website though, if you would please, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You will find this program, a host of others, and a host of new hosts. That gentleman right there, Mr. Mr. Uh, Steve Greenblatt, is, uh, is the new host of, of, uh, of State of Control. Uh, we recorded our first program of EdTech with a new host. Uh, a young man by the name of Bill O'Donnell uh, is taking over that program. Uh, Resi Week has been taken over by, uh, by Matt D. Scott. By the ne this time next week, I will be out of a job. So, <laughs> anybody want to hire uh, an over-the-hill, you know, I don't even know what the heck I am anymore. So where do we find you? Yeah, exactly. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, aviation.tv, uh, thanks so much uh, for watching. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the first hour of AV Week from Infocom. Thank you.